0: hello and welcome to the waiting room a quantum leap podcast season two episode one we are back My name is Sai, and when I say we, of course, I mean there's not just me, because with me as always, bouncing back and forth through Dr. Sam Beckett's timeline, is my partner in time, Mr. Benny Mac. Benny, how have you been doing, my friend?
1: Uh just been waiting for this show to start again, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm nothing, nothing else going on now, just sitting around. Just sitting around, literally, in my room, waiting for you to call on Skype so we can start recording season two of The Waiting Room. <laughs> just staring uh, out the window. No. Go- <laughs> well, like yourself, man, I've been doing other things. I'm tweeting my Twitch channel, trying to get build that up a bit, uh, helping Radio Techers where I can um i know you've been launching also nitro knights is out now doctor who pod you're becoming almost like you're following Mag's footsteps i think over here on uh radio techers you've got a few podcasts that you're working on yourself man so i thought after season one i might not see you again to be fair <laughs> <laughs>
0: no 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 concerns about that at all my friend no concerns about that i've really enjoyed doing season one and going back and looking looking back at quantum leap uh, it, it was a great time for season one and I can't wait for us to get into season two and I suppose more more episodes that I remember as opposed to season one being not quite the show I recall if that makes
1: sense yeah I mean well we I feel like season one ended on a bit of an anti because that last episode play it again Seymour obviously was the last one we talked about is not the best showing for when we're trying to Convince people this is a good show, you know. So, um, but there's a lot in season two which we kept mentioning through season one. If you listened to season one with us and went through it with us, thank you very much. But um, as you can, as you all know, if you did, me and Si have been very much looking forward to starting season two. We hadn't even finished season one yet. I think by season. Well, episode three, we were like, can't wait for season two. <laughs> we have not, <laughs> not even finished season one yet. Now, luckily, season one's only, was it nine episodes? It was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then this one, we've got a lot more work to do this season, mate, because it's 20, tell me, I've forgotten. 22. See, I was going to say 24, so I'm glad that you said correcting me there. So 22 episodes, and I tell you what, I mean, we'll get into it in a moment, but obviously, Honeymoon Express is... To be honest, mate, is actually a pretty good episode to start the uh, start the season off, really.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I'm like, we might as well just jump straight into it then, Benny, I guess. It's not the it's not the episode that we thought we were going to get, is it? At the end of season one, we get the usual blue light and Sam leaping in to the the next episode, the next leap, I guess. Um but the, the sort of mini trailer at the end of the episode isn't oh, yeah. for this show. It's for a different one, isn't it? He leaps into a woman at the end of season one and here he is here leaping into uh, a man instead. So obviously they changed the running order of the season, didn't they?
1: I think they wanted a nice little cliffhanger, didn't they, for the uh, for the end of the season to say, look, this is what we could do. Please, please pick us up again. But I think they would have been picked up before the end of the first season anyway. But yeah, they've... Do yeah, yeah, they you know, I'd actually forgotten that we obviously had sam beckett in the bath and then obviously hinting at that actually he is leapt into a woman so yeah i'd actually forgot about that little sneak peek mate to be honest um i've just been looking forward to this uh this episode really and cracking on with the season so i'd actually like i said forgotten the cliffhanger at the end of season mm-hmm. to be honest again if we could restructure season one which is what we already said in the first season we wouldn't have ended it on play against seymour to be honest, no. would we? Um, <laughs> I think if you would stuck this near the beginning, I think we said this already, but if we stuck this uh, play against Seymour in season one, maybe towards the beginning a little bit and then ended, like you said, with Color of Truth and like maybe Kamikaze Kid, I mean, I think we would be on balance. It would be better. But to end on play against Seymour, it just could have been so much better as we already covered in season one. So,
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and the leap where you know again the sort of mini uh, cliffhanger mini trailer i guess at the end of the episode it does you know that that episode does come up in season two later on where he's leapt into into the lady so is it i'm assuming they have just reshuffled it for whatever reason they have but the the season the episode we're looking at here sorry uh sam leaps into 1960 um for the main part of the story but before we get to there we have like a mini leap at the beginning don't we
1: yeah which we haven't had since uh I think the beginning of the, so season one with the pilot after, so part two of Genesis, we have like a mini leap at the end of the episode Mm. for him to sort of, for us to get to know Sam a little bit better. So to see this little, what he's a fireman, isn't he? Halfway up a tree. Uh, It's quite a nice little clip of like, so Al's like talking to him while he's up this tree. Then it cuts a wider shot and you've got Al just floating there. Like on nothing because he's a hologram, you know. <laughs> so he's yeah, just,
0: just sort of. He looks like he's. It he looks like he's stood on like a, a platform that's not there, doesn't he? It's quite. It's quite. It's quite
1: clever. Position, yeah, like positioned himself in Sam's eye line while he's trying to, uh, uh wow, well, rescue a cat from a tree. I don't know whether. Yeah,
0: a cat called Ginger,
1: which isn't not Ginger. A ginger cat. I'm, th- I'm glad you picked up on that. I was going that cat's not Ginger. <laughs> yeah, what's that all about? It's Why th- would not you call your cat Ginger if it's not? It's not ginger? I don't yeah. get it. Maybe the woman's colorblind. We don't know. We didn't get. We to be honest, okay. I, I found yeah. her. I found her. I found her a bit annoying. To be honest, because once uh, Sam's supposed to be there to make a miraculous recovery, uh, a rescue. Sorry. Um, yeah, a big
0: hero rescue. Big hero rescue. I, says, yeah.
1: Um, and then he falls from the tree. The cat. Well, no, the cat falls. Sam tries to reach for it. Falls himself. He falls quicker than the cat. And the cat lands on top of Sam. and jumps into the owner's arms, and she's just like my hero, like not even like are you all right you just fallen from a tree you know <laughs> it makes yeah. no sense i really. mean
0: that's I, I don't know man i mean she's on the screen for like 90 seconds tops and you've already made your mind up you can't stand her <laughs> you, yeah. the,
1: that says it all doesn't <laughs> it really you literally like you said 90 i don't know it's probably about 45 seconds to a minute maybe like you said um Within seconds, you're like, I don't really like you. And then when she says, my hero, so sarcastically to Sam, who's now, like, winded after falling from a pretty high tree. um, Yeah, she's an annoying character. And I don't even know what her name is, to be honest. And I'm glad we don't see her (laughs) in the rest of the episode. She
0: doesn't come back, does she? Um...
1: (laughs) Although she's a breath of fresh air compared to the bad guy in this one. (laughs) After the fact, yeah. I
0: mean, also, at the very start of the episode... We see Al talking with um, a, a committee of, of senators and politicians and, and important bigwigs, shall yeah. we say, in the future because the funding for Qu- Project Quantum Leap is effectively running out and they're trying to decide whether they carry on funding this project Yeah, yeah. when there's no real evidence that anything has 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 been achieved in project quantum leap because the only person who can say for sure that sam is leaping around in time is al and they quite dismissively say they don't want to just take his word for it which i thought was a bit rude but i can understand <laughs> that they're, 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 they're talking to was it 2.4 billion a year
1: they're, they're saying something right? like that yeah it was a quite a big number or 2.4 million i think it was more billion than it was million but um, mm. um Yeah, the committee are like, basically reviewing the project, Quantum Leap, um, and basically uh, saying they're going to come to a decision, and basically they give the impression, I mean, Al explains that, like, how the whole, this is quite good actually for new people as well that have never seen it before, and it's like a recap of how things work in the Quantum Leap world, and they almost like, Kind of reshuffle it a little bit just to sort of these are the rules of quantum leap to a degree as we go through the episode a little bit, but the committee, as you said, want to cut the essentially they're, they're thinking is this a is this a enough money is are we spending too much on it? Sorry, is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. But um, what makes me laugh with this is that Al's like saying he's trying to explain to them how it works and he can only see. Uh, me because of our brainwaves and all this kind of stuff but then he's like oh yeah but we think God or something has taken over the project and leaping Dr. Beckett around uh, and we have no control of it and then they sort of dismiss the God theory but then also by the end of this meeting they sort of go he's not going to be on his own he's got God and it's like hang on a minute you've told <laughs> you yeah, said
0: it was, it was almost like they were poking fun at what Al was trying to say wasn't it, it Was that line was delivered incredibly cold it was, it was very, yeah Stern-faced when you know when Al said you're going to be leaving a great man alone back there, and the senator says he's not alone, Admiral. He has God. I took that as being very cold, very stern, but also effectively yet again mocking Al.
1: Yeah, yeah there's a lot of that going on in this meeting. Actually, it's subtle. Um, but like, and then one of the, one of the guys on the committee, like sat up there with the sort of the senators and stuff is like, you're telling me he went back in time to work on the lyrics for Peggy Sue, you know, like, you know, that's a bit silly, but he also did other things for the people in that sort of local area in the, in the, obviously the, how the test was one episode, but yeah, they are very much picking on. But then, like, what I don't like is, like I said, they he they mock him for saying God is that lowercase G or you know uppercase G is yeah. it a military acronym, and then they say, by oh, if you if you cut our funding, you're like this is one of the greatest uh, journeys that mankind will ever do, but more importantly, you'll leave a good man back there by himself, and he's like, oh, he won't be alone, he's got God. But a minute ago, you were mocking him for even suggesting that something like a higher power could take control of the project. So make your mind up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, very much so. It, it, it's basically that they're, they're requesting some kind of proof or some kind of evidence yeah. to, to back up why they want to keep funding this project. I mean, I suppose from a business standpoint, from a funding standpoint, you can understand their point. Uh, but obviously, the hero, the piece, Sam, is is doing good in the past. And, and the viewer, you and I, Benny and whoever else, we obviously want this to continue. We don't want them to cut the funding off. We don't want Sam to be left on his own in the past. They no. come up with the idea, eventually, at some point in the episode, that Al passes on the message to Sam that he has to do something on a big scale, change something that is really a big moment in history, which is completely against what the whole of the first season was doing and and the way they've been leaping because they almost, the committee and the Senator and so on, they almost dismiss Al when he says, yeah, it's not grind breaking stuff. He's changing, but for those people in their lives, it is. Yeah, of course it is. Earth shattering stuff. And they were very dismissive of that which I thought, again, was quite quite ignorant,
1: really. Yeah, I mean, there's a bit of a hole in that logic in terms of time travel anyway. If Sam did manage to, you know, uh, so where was it, it's, um, May 1st, 1960, the U-2 plane, uh, spy plane shot down uh, by the Soviet Defence Forces, um, and they were doing aerial reconnaissance during the Cold War, uh, and they were supposed to be doing a meeting, I think, to discuss possibly, you know, getting relations back on track and then of course the U2 got shot down and it put it all in a, it, I think it probably made the uh, Cold War last probably a good another 10 years if not longer if he did change the events of the U2 then it would have changed the past so would anybody know because you've changed yeah, it exactly you know
0: yeah exactly the, 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 only, the only past they would know the only history they would be aware of is the past as it would exist in their own time. So if Sam... At, at the moment, they have the, the reality of the spy plane getting shot down, issues with Cuba, Russia, etc. Yeah. If that is stopped from happening, they won't know it's been changed because what it's been changed to, to them, is the norm, I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah so you're sort of messing with the, time, <laughs> the timeline a little bit. So if anything it would deviate the timeline so it would be a different so i'm getting a bit freaking technical now but it would deviate it so by changing these people's lives doesn't make it a bad thing at all um, i think it's also on a smaller scale where it wouldn't affect the grand scheme of things um mm. so but if you change something like that like global scale then it changes it would deviate the timeline completely and it wouldn't be anything like what it's supposed to be basically i think i've I think I've explained that okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, sure no, people no, will. Right.
0: Yeah, that's right. But <laughs> that, that, ultimately, this is what they've, they've asked for. So we we then see Sam has leapt into uh, an individual of the name of Tom McBride. He is a New York uh, police officer. And he's on his honeymoon with a lady named Diane, his wife, obviously. And it's almost like there's two plots running through this episode, isn't there? Yeah. There's the there's the real reason that Sam is there, which is to stop Tom and Diane McBride being murdered at some point by right. Diane's mental case ex called Roger. But then there's also the bigger scheme of things. They're trying to change this, this quite important moment in, in history with regards to the U2 plane and prove the existence of sam traveling through time in the past so you've kind of got that double storyline running throughout the episode haven't you benny
1: yeah obviously we see um early on as you said the the whole congress meeting and now they want to cut funding to the project and obviously sam's there they've got no way of getting him home um and then obviously we see sam uh, doing the usual dance of trying to figure out who he is where he is I like the scene where he's in the bathroom after he's, um, you know, sort of excused himself and he finds himself with a gun holster and a gun and he's thinking, oh boy. And there's quite a few old boys in this episode as well, I noticed. There's about three in this episode alone, I think, I want to say minimum. Normally we only get one, maybe two. (laughs) And in this episode we get it, I think, at least three times. Yeah, you're right. Um, but uh, he goes through his own ID who's leapt into, and it turns out he's a New York police officer, as you've already said. But it's just a nice little moment of, because obviously we've had in season one where he's leapt into and he's got a gun and he's a hitman for the mob, you know? So he's like, oh, crud, who am I? <laughs> Why have I got a gun? I mean, he's he's leapt in and standing over a dead body with a gun in his hand, you know? So he, that nice little moment of just like, he doesn't just, I like the the way the show does it. He doesn't just accept... That he's like this person he's like who am I where am I what year is it who are you to me what am I here to do where's Al what's going on <laughs> and just yeah trying to. there's a there's a, there's a familiar dance we'll say throughout most episodes where he's trying to figure out who he is why he's there and what he's got to do and even Sam when Al is in this episode in particular Al is going. You need to change the U two and all this and stuff. And he goes, "What? Why are you telling me to? Why are you telling me this? You know, we've never impacted on global stuff. You know, and I, th- I think that's what the way whoever's leaving me around wants it. So why? And even Sam's doesn't know why, but he can smell there's something not quite right with Al and mm. doesn't obviously. Al's not told him that Congress want to shut him down. He's just trying to get him to do something to prove to Congress that he's there, so they can keep the lights on and Al can keep uh, talking to him. Really,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and we start off with <laughs> some some great little one-liners. I think, with regards to when Sam leaps in, he's with Diane, his his what well, Tom's new bride, and she is very very keen on her husband. Uh, and that's a running theme throughout the whole episode. She cannot wait to jump them bones, can she? Let's be honest. And um, the the porter uh, for the train, very much understanding of this scenario, he says this is nicknamed the Honeymoon, honeymoon Express, Express, because yeah, yeah. Honeymoon, honeymoon, Honeymooners are always on here. He goes, I've walked in on various things in the past, don't you worry.
1: <laughs> Worse uh, than what, me. you two just snogging, which is what they were doing. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So <laughs> Sam follows the porter out into
0: the corridor and asks him to bring him the newspaper, the, de- the day's newspaper, which I think is a clever touch because that way you can always find out the exact the date, date and what's stuff. going on and so on. Yeah, yeah.
1: But the porter the questions porter... it. Yeah, yeah, the porter questions it, doesn't he? And he's like, when, you, when I bring the champagne for your honeymoon, but you also want today's paper? <laughs> Sam's excuse is, <Yeah. laughs> oh, I like to keep up on current, ev- <laughs> current events. Yeah. Do you know what I was thinking? The of- Sorry, go on the porter asks, yeah, sorry,
0: the porter asks Sam as well, doesn't he? Do you want me to make up the top bunk or the bottom bunk? And Sam responds both because obviously he's not married to Diane, the person he's leapt into. <laughs> yeah, is, and he's got uh, this yeah. moral, moral dilemma of this very Our attractive not a lady husband. throwing herself at him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when, when the, the porter looks at Sam and says, both beds, separate beds, sam sort of nods and goes yes please he goes back in the room the porter turns right now, as he's walking past the camera literally just goes white Man, people <laughs> white folks <laughs>
1: yeah, it is funny i was thinking actually during this i don't know why that scene but i think it's because the sam's asking for the newspaper obviously we're in 1960 um so cell phones aren't like are you even a thing yet internet's not even a thing um you know they've got what telegrams and uh, you know, that in letters, but like, there's no, and me, like nowadays, this show wouldn't work as well, I don't think in pr- in present time, because you have devices like mobile phones, smartphones, internet, you can access all this information. Sam could Google himself, essentially, in nowadays and find out who, who he is, without even Al's help. Essentially, Al in Ziggy is Google. <laughs> <laughs> basically well, yeah i suppose um, um well
0: i guess we'll find out with that with a reboot coming and that the new pilot being made because it's set in present day Is worried it? and but excited about that yeah and me, and me. <laughs> but um the, the 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 sort of premise that they could use mobile phones i'm not sure would work because when when did the when did mobile phones become readily available to everybody i'm, I'm thinking what mid-90s
1: I would say they were about in the 80s, wouldn't they? But I think readily available, you're probably right, probably about, well, at least in the UK, I'm not 100% sure because I didn't have my first mobile phone until I was 16. So, um, but I'm probably I mean, mid-90s. Even that, though, saying that about mobile
0: phones, even that, it isn't the, the exact thing I'm thinking of. I've worded that wrong. I'm talking, you know, we're referencing mobile phones because you've got the internet on your phone. When they first came out, phones didn't have the internet. So even in that presence, even, even in that time frame, there, Sam wouldn't be able to literally just pick up a phone and Google himself or whoever is leaping in the new quantum leap wouldn't be able to just pick up a phone and Google themselves because th- there's no
1: internet functions on these phones yeah, for, yeah, for many, many years. Many years, yeah. Um, well, I don't know when the internet actually officially started, but I know networks were being put up, I think, as early as the, uh, I think, I don't know, mid-early 60s, I would say, networks. But in terms of inter- global network, I don't really know without looking at it to be totally honest with you um mm. but yeah as i was yeah, saying so
0: yeah, it's, it's just, not gonna be i don't think it's gonna be a big a big reference <clears throat> point for the new show really no no it has that You'll just keep have to keep asking for a paper benny won't
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> well yeah exactly yeah it's the same with this sh- shows like uh stranger things stranger things set in the uh, early 80s you know Again, these kids, Mm -hmm. if they had mobile, if they use walkie-talkies, which was very much a thing when I was a kid, to a degree, even though mobile phones were, like you said, they weren't as readily available, but it wouldn't work the same way in a sense of the, uh, you know, when the kids are trying to find each other for help and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think certain shows wouldn't work as well if they were set today, rather than, obviously, this is what the 60s, so...
0: Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Anyway, back on to the train, we see, well, we see the ex-husband for the first time, don't we? As Sam, he's been away chatting to Al. Uh, Al explains the rough idea that Benny and I have already covered about stopping the, uh, the launch of the U two spy plane. <clears throat> when uh, Sam returns back to the carriage, he sees a man basically taking Diana away. And this is the first time, as I said, we come across uh, Roger. If I'm saying that correctly, the ex-husband. Uh, he's apparently an ex-arms dealer or, or gun smuggler during the war, and so on. And we find out eventually throughout the episode, and then any interactions we see with him, this guy is batshit crazy. That Benny isn't he? He's
2: definitely
1: he def- off his rocker. He uh, well, there's a good line in this uh, later on where Sam says you don't love her you want to possess her so that's the kind of person he is um yeah and he's was a smuggler during uh, the second world war um he helped the french resistance against the nazis and stuff so he was a gun runner and he's turned it into a profession later on i think she says he's a gun smuggler for africa um and this is in the 60s so he's you know and I wanted to ask as well whether you know what it is I didn't google it after the little the symbol on his lighter I No, I didn't I didn't get that. Um
0: I'm not 100% sure what it is. I mean I, I, how often we look at that lighter and see that emblem. It must be something of quite common knowledge, quite you know a point of common reference, I guess. But I'm I'm unfamiliar with it. I'm unfamiliar
1: with it as well, so we can bypass that. <laughs> but it's yeah. something they focus on. I'm sure somebody will know what it is. Uh, it's, I just took, um, But then I also, mate, I took stock of... Uh, there's a scene with uh, Al with his tie on, with the, his tie clip as a pair of sunglasses, like a little mini yeah, pair of sunglasses. I loved it. I didn't... And I don't think... I, I've watched this one a few times and I never noticed the sunglasses on his tie before. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice little segue there. But, um, yeah, the character... Was it Robert... Um, he is, as you, the easiest way to say it is actually crazy, but he's yeah, very he's much, a, he's very much in that bracket of like, he doesn't even believe in divorce. He like, that's not her right. Like Sam's saying that she's allowed to change her mind. Um, and he doesn't like that when Sam says that, obviously, uh, um, what I did like about it is when this happens in a sense of like, what the hell's going on? When he, when I remember when I first watched it, um, is that actually, I thought we're going to have a whole weird scene where she go. I already told you about my ex-husband. Actually, she didn't even tell the fella that she's married that she's been married before. So even... Yeah, so It's it quite a t- big thing to not, not, you know, not explain, isn't it? I mean, she does give the thing like the type of person he was, keeping her in the house, not going out and seeing friends, making her feel like a prisoner in her own home and stuff. So if she didn't have to explain it to him... If he didn't know it, then she could pretend it didn't happen. And there's a weird logic to that, but it does make sense. Yeah, I can understand to a
0: degree where she's coming from. But just playing devil's advocate for a minute, Benny, looking at it from the other side of the coin, if you are uh, Tom McBride and you've married this this woman that your head over heels crazy about and you're on your honeymoon and then some batshit crazy French dude is out there with a knife trying to just cut you all up. I'd be thinking, that's information I need to know, love. You know?
1: <laughs> it would have, in that situation, it probably would have came in handy, yes. Especially when yeah. he's trying to kidnap you, a kidnapper on the like morning, Well, after they've been married, what, a few hours? <laughs> and going yeah. on honeymoon or whatever. So, Or that's what we're led to believe. But yeah, it would have been Very helpful to know. Very caveman-esque as well, isn't it? Very caveman-esque. He's he definitely is. That, saying, that Robert, You're coming with me. <laughs> yeah, that Robert dude, or whatever his name is. is uh, What she say his name is? Robert? Roger, I think Roger, it is. it's
0: R O G E T. I'm fairly certain it's pronounced Roger. They say on the oh, show. Okay.
1: Um, either way, batshit <laughs> crazy. Yeah. If anybody was going to be the quantum leap Joker, I think the mantle would be him. I think at the moment. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody else I can think of in season two that's that's like, like when I remember watching this the first time, being like genuinely like I'm actually concerned for. Diane and Sam's safety. I don't know whether Sam's going to get out of this alive. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or at least yeah. unscathed because it was, had a very murder, murder, she wrote esque style episode. Obviously it's on the, uh, on the, the um, honeymoon express as they call it. it is very much. What's the, uh, the, what's that? Oh, what's the bloody pl- film called? The one they do. Um, uh, Orient Express. Thank you. Yeah. The, so it's got that vibe to it. Um, but uh, yeah, he's one of those enemies in this, or the negative entity in the episode where you think this dude is crazy. And I honestly think if he could be the Joker in this little universe of uh, Quantum Leap, to be honest with you,
0: and it's it's you no, know, you keep getting little bits added to how sinister and and crazy this well, guy dude, is yeah. throughout the episode, and we see um, a moment not long after this first scene, to be honest. Where effectively they think they've gotten gotten rid of the guy, the Sam and Diane, sorry, what well, I keep saying, they Sam and Diane are you know kissing on on the bed in their in their cabin. She looks up out the window and thinks she's seen him waiting on the side of the tracks as the train is slowing down. Sam decides, I'm just going to go and confront the guy. Which you know, fair play. So he leaves the cabin, starts walking through, bumps into a drunk guy in the in the bar who is working with Roger. The drunk guy <laughs> pickpockets Sam, takes his gun, which I thought was a really clever little touch. Yeah, yeah. How how they did that. And then he goes and has a sit down face to face with Roger in, in a cabin further down the train. Roger sat there, but really in a sinister way, smoking a cigarette says to Sam, you don't look scared of me. And then basically says, I
1: am going to kill you, you know.
2: <laughs> and it's yeah, just yeah. like,
1: okay, mate. Sam's <laughs> like, no, you're not. Uh, but then Roger like tells the story of the war days about a woman in his local village who um, basically turned in all of the resistance members that the, she knew um, mm. to the uh, Gestapo. And they were all caught and hung. And, you know, obviously executed, as I just said. Um But apart from Roger and uh Sam's like, well, why didn't she, you know, then he, he Sam says, oh, did you kill her? And he said, yes. And she goes, how come they didn't catch you? Basically. And he's like, cause it was my mother. So he's killed his own mother. So that's the yeah. kind of dude you're dealing with here. <laughs> so, and like, no, yeah. no, no hint of remorse on his face. I would say at all while telling that story.
0: Yeah and it's just really really sinister.
1: I mean it's funny for me that this
0: individual this this, this Roja it's on one hand I'm fully invested in this guy because he is so cold sinister and so on. But then on the other side of the coin there's moments where I think uh, he's not going to win any awards for his acting. Do, do you know what I mean? There's no there doesn't seem to be any sort of middle ground when I was watching the guy. He was either I'm either fully invested in what I'm seeing or I don't find him believable at all. There was no sort of halfway house.
1: I just thought he was crazy. So I, did, I, I don't think it was like, we're not seeing like any depth to this guy apart from he's a jealous creep who is mm. very, would literally stab you <laughs> any chance he got really.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. Uh, we find out that Roger is is wanted in New York, which is where the train is going to pass through soon. And it turns out he's wanted in New York because, you know, as Benny and I have mentioned, the guy's batshit crazy. So he's, he's taking the time... And, and to in a way I suppose it's a good thing he's he's seeking some help for his craziness he's been seeing a psychologist <clears throat> but it, we find out that he's wanted in New York for actually killing his psychologist so <laughs> didn't agree with what his
1: psychologist had to say to him obviously um, and then he probably uh, just said you're batshit crazy mate you know <laughs> basically he told him he was crazy and then he killed him for calling him we don't yeah. see this obviously we find this out as the episode goes on um, just before we like move on past it is very much like there's a scene. Al comes back, he's telling him to take him, obviously, he does, Sam doesn't have his gun, so Sam walks away, because he can't, and then there's a bit of conversation between the two, but what I wanted to talk about, and I felt it was quite, for me, completely out of context in a sense of the show, but the conversation they have, this is going to be the last communication between Dean, uh, Al, and Sam, um, you know, Scott Bakula. Because of the recent passing of Dean Stockwell, I felt like that was a nice scene between them. And I'm not going to lie, I had a yeah. slight, I felt like I was going to have a slight tear in my eye because the, what they're talking about is essentially they might not be able to communicate again. And Sam wants to hug Al, but he can't because he's a hologram. And it's like a nice, it just, if anything, I was taken out of the episode for a second because of real life and Dean Stockwell passing away, you know, pa- back last year. Um, and for me, it was quite a nice scene, w- weirdly, mm. um, yet reminding me that Dean sokwell is no longer with us. So I don't know whether you felt that, but in that moment when they were sort of, Sam kind of does that thing where he wants to hug, you, he sort of gestures, but then realises he can't and sort of smiles, Alan walks off. And, you know, this is the last time we do, and we don't see Al again on the train, do we? So, um, mm. But in that moment, I was not seeing Sam Beckett and Al Calavici, I was seeing Dean Stockwell and Scott Bakula kind of saying goodbye to each other in a weird way. I yeah, don't know.
0: I you I mean. I, I hadn't even th- that didn't even ca- cross my mind. To it, be honest.
1: on, honestly, I couldn't, and I honestly swear I don't care what anybody says. I had a, I, had a, I was starting to feel like I was gonna tear up a little bit because it just reminded me that Dean Stockwell no longer with us, and I actually thought it was yeah. quite a nice little. Moments between them. If you forget about Al for a second, forget about Sam, and see Scott and Dean, and it's almost like they're saying goodbye to each other. It it was a weird moment. um And realize actually, I see what you mean. Yeah, I
0: see what you mean. I mean, I, I didn't get that myself watching this. Yeah, but then I think when I'm when I'm watching an episode. Especially one that I've not necessarily seen very much. For example, this episode today, I, I remember the title. I, I now I've seen it <clears> back. I kind of remember the the premise from you know previous days. Yeah. But going in, I didn't remember it being as good as it actually was. Yeah. It'd I be agree. one of those that, at name alone, I would have probably skipped if I was just looking for an episode to watch on the random, so to speak. So. When I watch these back and I'm making my notes and I'm trying to you know, watch the episode and prepare for for our conversations, I I suppose I'm I'm not thinking beyond what's on the screen. But now you've pointed that out. If you watch it back. Yeah, that's really, really touching and really the way it's done. With the context of, what's it now, 32 years later? The context of 32 years later with with Dean Stockwell's passing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It is really touching, isn't it? I wasn't expecting it. Um I'm sat there on the sofa with my uh my other half and she's like looking at me like, you're right? And I'm like, Yep. <laughs> she didn't quite get what, you know, <laughs> bless her. Um and I explained to her what and she, you know, she she knows I love Quantum Leap. She brought me a signed um Um Dean Stockwell picture for Christmas that I've got, which Lovely. I will post on social media at some point. Um probably when this episode airs, so let me know when it airs and then I will pop it out on social media so you can see it. But um yeah, it's just um, in that I don't know. I don't know why my brain went there, but it was just because this. I and, even, and I know what's coming next, so I know the episode. <laughs> you know, we'll get there, but we know there's going to be an episode next week, is what I'm getting at. It's that's how the, yeah. the format of the show. But in that moment, I was just like lost in like Dean Stockwell. In that, and even though I've seen him up until this point. And we're talking what? Well, we're about a good 35 minutes into the episode at this point, and maybe a bit less, but. I'm like I just felt like it was like a nice moment between Scott and Dean where these two characters would probably not meet again because of what's going on in the episode but was felt more like real world hit me like and it, like, watch it back watch it watch it when you get when we finish watch it back and let me know what you think but um might yeah, even, okay. um but yeah that's how I took it in that moment um and then I had to Sounds rewind be really it really interesting isn't it Mm. sorry benny i think that's
0: gonna be really interesting because it's not something that i thought of until literally this exact moment
2: yeah yeah
0: but i wonder how many scenes in future episodes are gonna sort of stir up those kind of feelings or emotions with us because there's obviously quite a few especially the further we go into the program the further we go into the program's run uh, and the further episodes and so on emotional moments between Al and Sam as they're they're sort of bouncing back and forth through time. I wonder how many of these moments that we've seen numerous times in the past will now all of a sudden take on a slightly different meaning for us because of Dean Stockwell's sad passing last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting it. It wasn't something I'd thought of. I mean, I I remember what happened with the whole... um, the episodes would agree. I knew there was a moment at some point in the episode where Al says, I might not be able to contact you again, but that's it. But when I saw that scene play out and just that moment of Sam walking back through the door, and the irony of that is, well, the door slides and obviously later on we'll see the, not in this episode, but later on through the season, we do see the uh, imaging door chamber slide up and down so i thought that was quite sam's closing the door on al rather than al closing the door on him for a change but when he comes back and then starts going so when are you gonna not be able to talk to me he goes now this is our last contact and then it just becomes about (laughs) them two you know in that moment and then like i said it hit me that dean is no longer with us really and i thought that was a nice little nice little moment within the show to show those two sort of saying goodbye to each other in a weird way Mm. so you know getting a bit emotional now but you know (laughs) it it was it was a moment I wasn't expecting but actually loved it to be honest even though I've taken it out of context of the show and and it was a moment for me in that particular moment watching it today as we sit here recording it it became a moment of like Dean is no longer with us
2: Mm. yeah
1: no I didn't want to bring it down but that's how I felt
0: yeah no i get you i get you i think it is going to be very interesting going forward having that thought in the back of our minds uh, and seeing episodes that we've both seen so many times in the past there's bound to be scenes that take on a different spin
2: yeah
1: because
0: it'd be the, the first time we're watching the program back a program that you and i b- both adore without one of the main characters being, being around not, you know, anymore you know, yeah yeah be, being with us anymore so that's gonna be really interesting we'll have to keep an eye out for for those sort of yeah, things
1: yeah. i just want to bring up quickly bring move back up very quickly there's some great funny comedy moments with al again in this episode um there's a bit where he's in the cabin and he's basically leching <laughs> over the the bride <laughs> but there's a bit later <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on which is which we'll see a lot of but um but the, the, what i found hilarious and ironic was um Sam's trying to get Al to follow him to the men's toilet so they can talk in private without Sam looking like a complete lunatic talking to thin air and he goes oh Sam not the men's room again I feel, I'm starting to feel like a pervert and it's like just <laughs> just moments like that that are brilliant like and he doesn't, he doesn't get it Al doesn't get it like the way he is <laughs> I don't know it's just to bring gosh, the mood back great. up you know it was a great I, I laughed out loud at that like
0: yeah, that was that was brilliant. Quite was hard. Brilliant. So, um, it, basically, we then I suppose on both aspects of the story, the one where we're trying to stop the U two spy plane from taking off, and the the immediate danger, I guess, of uh, Roger and his buddy killing Tom and Diane. Both of these kind of sort of uh, end up. Revolving around a phone call, or a phone call for each, so to speak. The issue in the future with the U two and proving that uh, Sam is back in the past and having to change something is seeming like it's going to be dealt with by Diane calling her father, who yeah. is very paddy. With I think it's the president himself, isn't it?
1: Uh, her dad is a um, a senator. Who plays golf with Ike, who is the current president in that time period? Yes. So they know each other because he, her dad's a senator, and um, I'm, I, I, I can't remember which state. I think it was Ohio, but I could be wrong. Um, so that's how the connection is between. Um, like Diane, then to the her father, who's friends with Ike, who plays he plays golf with the president, basically. Um, Al is convinced that, <laughs> I assume, this senator would know about the U two. I don't know because it's classified at this point. Mm. Um, wants her dad to tell the president of the United States of all people not to launch the U two on um, was it May first or something like that. So, um yeah how i don't know how that conversation go yeah may 1st it was shot down so um how that conversation would have gone if it had happened and trying to expect by the way can you not send the u2 up tomorrow why is that then Mm. um because it's going to get shot down um how How? why my daughter my daughter said said, who's just my husband who's a new York (laughs) police officer says was he psychic do you know what i mean i don't know how that would have played out (laughs) and i don't think it would have worked anyway um, well potentially not no, no potentially but that's the not.
0: connection there yeah but that, that's the one phone call they're trying to get made isn't it that's they're trying yes, to yeah. change that big historical moment to prove the existence <laughs> of sam traveling through time but then we're also looking at i suppose the immediate danger of roger and his uh scary french gun-stealing compadre from the bar they're both heading they're both on the plane. Sorry, plane. They're both on the train. The, I was explained to Sam, Roger is wanted for the murder of his psychiatrist. Yeah. So they're going to make a phone call ahead to the station, the station ahead of them, to warn the police so that they can have Roger and his buddy arrested when they arrive into the new station. <clears throat> and I suppose then... Danger averted, everyone can go on with their lives.
1: Yeah, there's a little bit in there by the way. When Sam suggests to her to call her dad, and she's like, She takes it as you don't think Roger's gonna get arrested, do you? He goes, No, 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 she he's wanted for murder in New York. Um, but she goes, I can't call him. They're in Canada fishing, they went to Canada fishing right after the wedding, and they're incognito for a week. When I was a kid watching this, it it came back to me today, and I'm going to sound like a right numpty now. I was probably about seven years old, maybe a bit younger, I don't know, or eight or ten or whatever, somewhere along there. When she said they're incognito, I thought incognito was somewhere in Canada. I didn't realize it meant communicado. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it came to me today after you all thought there was
0: a You uh, thought there was a town called Cognito and they were
2: in <laughs> Cognito?
1: No, I just thought there was a place in Canada called Incognito and they couldn't get there, uh, right. you know? <laughs> It's the classic, <laughs> Brilliant. it's the classic joke of uh, people are being held at gunpoint. Why do they keep going there? You know, it's the classic joke of that one. Um, but I, as a kid, I thought incognito was a real place, not realizing it's a, I don't know what language it's supposed to be, but um, I don't know because I'm terrible, but um, it's a way of incommunicado, isn't it? So they can't, you know, is it Spanish or something? Or <laughs> no, I don't know. um, i wonder if there is actually a place because i mean obviously there's so (laughs) many countries you know some little
0: tiny village somewhere in a a, a, you know a a dusty part of the world that hardly anyone visits and it's called that that'd be great
1: (laughs) you reckon i'll go google it when (laughs) we finish see if there's just
0: a village called
1: that (laughs) apparently there's a band called incognito i've just googled it now (laughs) (laughs) Ah, i don't know i don't know i'm probably googled the wrong thing like i did with that woman in the first season so we'll find out (laughs) later on oh god man
0: so yeah Uh, ultimately though these two phone calls that seem incredibly important neither of them are going to happen as benny brilliantly explained there we can't get hold of Diane's dad and the president because they're playing golf in incognito, and
1: um, <laughs> they've gone fishing in Canada. One of the other senators yeah. that he's gone fishing with someone else, so he can't. They, they're in a place where they can't communicate, basically. As again, as we said earlier about the internet and mobile phones and yeah. stuff, you know, cell towers and whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Roger's
0: uh, stumbling French buddy from the bar has attacked the person who was going to call ahead to this train station and get the police and also smashed up a bit of his equipment so they can't contact anyone. So all of a sudden, the easy aspect, I guess, of these two phone calls,
1: effectively well, say, solving both issues they have, are now off the table. Yeah. Well, they say ringing ahead. I think it was a radio, wasn't it? A More like CB radio yeah, yeah. style rather than a phone call, but they would have wired them into the police maybe. I don't know. But yeah, the um the like you said, the henchman guy takes out um uh the is it the conductor or the yeah, that's yeah, it, right. the, the conductor. Um so yeah, then uh, like you said everything's off the table. Um then they start trying to break into the uh the cabin where Sam and Diane are set mm-hmm. up.
0: Yeah, they, they they both sort of storm the cabin. But Sam uh, triggers the emergency stop, doesn't he? And then knocks the window out. And I'll tell you what, that train, it's a massive monster of a steam train. It did not have to stop quick, didn't it?
1: It did, yeah. I mean, like you said, the emergency brakes. So, um, um, very clever by Sam, by the way, as well, to do that. And two, hide Diane in the upper compartment, which, to be honest, on one of those beds that fold back in, there couldn't have been much room in there for her. No. Nah. You know? um she could have breathed in love <laughs> freaking hell yeah i mean she could have been in there for a while to be honest <laughs> let's face it yeah. um, um eventually the
0: they end up having a scrap outside don't they basically alongside the train and then they're fighting on the tracks as well as the train starts to roll forward a bit this is sam and roger at this stage that are scrapping on the on the tracks and it i don't know if i saw this correctly but Roger's coat goes under the wheel of the train and stops the train
1: train. yeah the train starts moving forward and there's a moment you think oh my god one of these guys heads is going to get taken off here Um, and then the coat the big trench coat that uh, Roger's got on gets basically the train moves forward it's on the track they fight a little bit Sam manages to get the knife off Roger and he's almost like going to stab him but doesn't and then the train stops and it's on his jacket so he can't get up quite straight away He does start sliding his coat off, but the henchman turns up to me and Sam's running towards the front of the train. The guy with the gun starts popping a few shots at Sam. And Sam's then screaming at the train driver, we need to go, we need to go. And the train driver's like, I'm not going anywhere till I find out who pulled the emergency brake and why. He goes, I'm a New York cop, it was me. Drive the train, and then a bullet like ricochets off one of the bits of metal. And the train driver's like, yep, we're going. Yep, signed. I'm on board now, let's go. <laughs> I'm on your side now, definitely. I mean, I'm
0: not in any way, shape or form an expert on rail travel. However... <clears throat> I don't think somebody's jacket would stop a train.
1: No, I don't think it stopped the train. I think it's um, the more of a case of the train started moving forward and then stopped. I don't think it's moved. Right. I don't think it's moved. It's, <laughs> did you want to? So there's me feeling stupid about incognito. Are you telling me you thought a trench coat stopped a train? no i'm telling you that i don't think a trench coat would stop a train but it's how it was filmed it looked
0: oh, like okay. the train it looked like the train went under the wheel I and did. the train was like oh shit can't move
1: anymore <laughs> see at no point did i think that at all like well that wouldn't stop the train i'd be like oh it stopped him from hitting sam great run away sam That <laughs> one's strong
0: ass material that is eh
1: Oh, fine. Well, that's yeah. space age bloody trench coats. It was the 60s, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Although we're still, what, nine years away from the moon landing. So that is not yeah. quite there yet. So, um, but yeah, it's. Uh, there's a bit where obviously the train gets moving again. Sam. The guy with the gun, I don't know what his name is. I don't think we ever find out what his name is, to be honest. Henry, I think. He's oh, was it Henri cast, then, on
0: probably? The, on the car, uh, Henri, yeah, you probably Yeah. have yeah. an eye on the end. I'm assuming that's him anyway. that is okay. His name is on the cast list, but there's no image to, to view. But I'm assuming that's what the character's called.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I see it now, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but he's hanging off the train, and Sam sort of like sees him hanging off. And he can't quite get momentum to climb up. And the train's moving at some speed now. And Sam is kind of reaching down reluctantly to help him up. But just before... Because Sam hesitates, just before Sam's hand is close enough to grab him, the guy falls and we assume, we don't see it, he's been caught under the tracks, uh, the wheels of that train and probably... In at least two pieces, probably somewhere um, along those well, tracks. Well, I
0: don't know, mate. I don't know. He might have survived because if he had one of those coats on that Roger was
1: wearing, <laughs> that would have obsession me. with trench coats, mate. <laughs> What's going on? Oh god. So yeah, um, yeah. He's well. I'm, I'm led to believe that he's been taken out by the fact that he fell off the train, basically, and now. Yeah, totally. Um, I love the fact that Sam goes and runs and grabs a gun from the conductor, and it's a gun from the fifties like an old I don't even know what make it is but he said standard issue 50, uh, 1950 so, or 19 whatever he said um, so was, <laughs> so they have a gun on board but it's like an yeah. old school like six shooter you know <laughs> which is cool um, but yeah he's got this <laughs> gun that's I don't even know if it's loaded to be honest So si, with you <laughs>
0: when he yeah got... it looks very dated doesn't it even for the time that Sam it is does, currently yeah. in there's a moment here as well though that I am calling bullshit on It's ridiculous. And I love this program, don't get me wrong, but there's certain moments I look at it and think, oh, come on, do me a favor. And this is one of them. Roger has led on the floor as the train's starting up again. Oh, yeah. His mate's already gone. His mate's, you know, been chopped up by the train and whatnot. He rolls, he times his roll to go between the wheels of the moving train
1: yeah, he does, and yeah. then
0: grab underneath the carriage. So the next shot we see is the train is traveling with him underneath, hanging underneath it. And I'm just looking at it and I'm no, mate, come on, give your head a wobble.
1: That don't happen. Well, one, yeah, I think you're right. How did you, how did he even get under the train? Cause that train was moving at speed by that point.
0: Yeah. But it's... if you watch it, 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 it's insinuated, I guess that he is rolling between the wheels between and the characters, yeah. yeah so yeah. he can roll underneath. And it's just like, oh, come off
1: it. But on top of that, okay, let's say let's say he did do that. Right? Like, yeah, unlikely. Okay. But let's say he did do that. He's hanging on the bottom of the train now. How yep. does he get back inside the train?
0: Uh okay. Now there are hatches, aren't there? Okay. Um, but I mean I, I I've seen this on other <laughs> T V shows and I've seen this on programmes about, you know, actual trains from way back when there's hatches all over the bloody place i don't know if that applies to this particular train i'm sure it does but maybe i suppose like a maintenance hatch
1: like a maintenance hatch that you would yeah when you're when you're stopped you could you know work on the train without having to crawl underneath you could climb down into the hatch to reach whatever you need to reach. i suppose yeah okay okay yeah I i suppose a little bit like on speed when he goes underneath the train
0: uh, goes underneath the bus on speed, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Now I was thinking. That's speed what I had actually. in my head, anyway. I'm not sure how accurate yeah.
0: that is, but
1: it was good. <laughs> yeah, I guess. there we go. Yeah, but, yeah the but, ro- but the roll into the train. I think you're right. Is a bit like really. <laughs>
0: yeah, come on, give your head a wobble. This isn't, this is not a good look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> eventually, Roger finds Sam, Stroke Tom, and Diane again. They have a bit of an argument back and forth. The guns there being pointed at whoever. They have a bit of a tussle, and Roger gets stabbed and dies in quite a comical way. I guess there's a lot of heavy breathing and rolling and head jerking and someone from from getting stabbed. But yeah, ultimately I, the I dude's dead. Thank goodness.
1: You, you thought it was? I didn't think it was comical. I thought it was really well done, actually. To be honest, the yeah well the whole it's quite a tense scene because Sam's got a Luger pointed to the back of his head mm. he's forced to throw his gun from the 1940s out the window or yeah, however old right. that gun was Um and then forgetting that he actually had the knife to be honest with you and so when Diane convinces him that she's going to go with him but then she's like oh, I'm, oh whatever they're like I'm you do love him that much that means I've got to kill him she manages to knock the gun away from sam's head and as all that's happening sam flips around and like i didn't realize he had the knife on himself so he plunges that knife into his stomach basically mm-hmm. um, yeah that was all brilliant yeah that was fantastic that was as,
0: as you said benny uh, very accurately described it as being quite a tense scene it, it, you are sat there sort of st- on the edge of your seats then going oh my goodness what's going to happen here and they get the close-up of the, the uh, Roger's finger tightening around the trigger to add to the tension at yeah. the moment. Yeah, all that is fantastic. But when he stabs and he falls into the chair, into a slum. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking, come on, mate. You know.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, I I I just took it for what it was. To be honest, mate, I didn't even I didn't even think of that. Really, I just took it as it was. Perhaps I'm
0: just I'm just being really cynical this week. I mean, you you've drawn upon a quite emotional moment. You picked up on. It, with modern day eyes after Dean Stockwell's passing between uh the characters of Sam and Al I didn't get that at all I'm looking at a bloke who's just been stabbed saying yeah you look ridiculous and you're going no it was okay perhaps I'm just being really cynical <laughs> I, speak, think so. I don't know I, I
1: think <laughs> watching back Nitro on Nitro Nights is, make, is making you quite cynical to be honest so what's going oh, on there?
0: <laughs> there's it, there's some good moments and there's some bad moments I'll tell you that mate I, I gotta say thank you to Scottish Danny For being so tolerant, because I'm thinking when we hit certain times of WW through Nitro, it's going to be great. But at the moment, we're watching a lot of crap.
1: Yes, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I talked to you about that off air, actually. uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, anyway, anyway. Roger gets stabbed, and then we're back in present day, or or present day for the Quantum Leap project. Yeah. And Al is talking to the committee. They've got a big fat history book out on the, uh, on the desk and they're reading from it about the U-2 spy plane getting shot down and the, the history hasn't been changed. Now, again, Benny, you brilliantly pointed out <clears throat> if history had been changed, those history books would say something different. But they wouldn't and know about it necessarily. And they'd, be no, yeah, and they'd be noiser. So it does have a little bit of a plot hole there that you, you pointed out earlier, Benny. But it is what it is, I suppose. But
1: then we then, go on. sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, I was just going to move on to the next point, which I think you're going to do anyway. But I was just going to say like, my logic with what happens next is that time is, although Sam is in a different time, it somehow runs parallel. Possibly, I don't know. Because what happens next is it happens in front of Al's eyes. Mm. So whereas, and I don't know whether the, I assume the the officer sat next to him sees this happen as well. But the committee would um be none aware of it because they would have had the meetings with what happened with her you do know what I mean way we're getting to basically so I don't really know yeah. whether that's just a temporary moment that it would then it would snap back and I would be not even remember the other guy that was on the committee do you know what I mean I don't really know we don't really go into that but because it happens there and then and he's like at um like at ground zero does it um you know sort of he sees it for that moment i don't know which will make sense i mean i moment. imagine he's been he's been directly
0: involved in the timeline hasn't he he's yeah. had the previous meetings he's aware of the project so maybe he is <clears throat> seeing things as we the viewer see it if that makes sense
1: yeah okay All right. okay maybe
0: i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well, but, i mean what what benny's sort of getting to there is that we hear that the senator, the, the, the grumpy old man senator who's refusing the, the funding for the Quantum Leap Project, there's, there's a mention of Diane McBride by Al to the senator. The senator says that Diane ran against him 30 years ago and was unsuccessful. That's how he got that seat. That's how he became the senator. We cut back to Niagara Falls. Sam is wondering why he's not left yet he's testing diane on the, the the bar i guess isn't it her, her, her legal books her legal her legal textbooks he's asking her questions because she's desperate to become a lawyer and yeah, so on all
1: the legal stuff you need to know and what the yeah. yeah all the constitutional rights and all that kind of stuff and torts and stuff i think it's called
0: yeah and then there's a gust of wind that turns the pages quite a bit without them realizing that, and Sam asks a random question off the page it's turned to, and corrects Diane because she gets the answer wrong. She does, yeah. And yeah, and she said that, oh my god, thank you so much because half of my paper was going to be about this, and I would have had the wrong pretext right from the off,
1: and it would have cost me half of my half of my. Text. Yeah, yeah. It would have been it based on what she believed the text was saying was actually. Wrong because she would misunderstood it for whatever reason. And um so her, by him correcting her, she then says, Oh, okay, cool. I know this now. And then. Exactly. So that, of course, has
0: I don't know how to word it, but any of the butterfly effect, uh, 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 a knock on into the future. And the grumpy old man, the senator, right in front of Al's eyes, changes into basically into a future version of diane she has actually ran against the senator 30 years ago and won on this yeah, occasion so the outcome had,
1: of the election on yeah. that committee basically yeah and i love that anything like
0: that tinkering with the past and the future altering your throwbacks to what happens in a previous year changing what what's going on in in the present yeah yeah and so on i love all that stuff mate
1: i loved how it worked as well because we cut to our sort of like disheartened uh, because they're going to close the project down or at least that's where it seems it's going, then all of a sudden the voice changes to uh to Diane and he looks up and he sees diane um, I mean there was a nice little moment there as well because she goes once they say oh yeah you've got you've got funding for another year um, so you know make it count basically um, and then she's like uh, admiral is uh, is the uh, is dr Beckett's first name Samuel and obviously, we didn't go over this, but he's like, yes, uh, Sam Beckett. And he goes, I remember, seem to remember meeting a Sam Beckett somewhere. And basically, they were doing a bit of Sam tried to tell the truth that who he was. He wasn't her husband and said, my name's Sam Beckett back in the 60s. But actually, mm-hmm. and she was like the playwright. And, and she was like, is she? Is he any relation to the playwright? And he goes, no, no, Senator. He goes, I, I seem, seem to remember meeting a Sam Beckett. Um And I don't remember where. I'm sure it'll come to me later on tonight in bed and I'm just like wondering, did it come to you that night? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so,
1: you know, nice little links in there at the end, to be
0: honest. Yeah, I, I love that. I really do. I love all those I suppose to coin a phrase from Doctor Who, timey wimy, wibbly wobbly sort of stuff. <laughs> you know, all that all the sort of changing bits and bobs and the butterfly effect from it and the possibilities <laughs> of altering things in the past and how it would snowball into the future—I love all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So seeing that here, I got a big, big kick out of it. And I thought the episode, the way it ended there with that, and then them getting the funding and so on, and the the lady senator being the the bride of who Sam had leapt into back in this—just
1: everything tying
0: itself tying in it together—I yeah. thought was brilliant.
1: And then if you look at the episode again, knowing that at the end the book blowing open to the right question. The fact that Sam's even leapt into uh, Tom, although Tom was supposed to be in the original history, would have been killed by Roger. Roger, Mm -hmm. sorry. Um, So, you know, there is other reasons to be there, uh, you know, making sure Diane's safe and two, but also adding this question into her studies and she gets it wrong and he corrects her. One little thing literally changed everything for that person in her you know in her bubble of her world you know and obviously it led to a nice little i I, i've seen that episode so many times mate and i still smiled at the end of it when they get the funding i even i knew it was coming you know it's it's awesome
0: it's so well done it's so well done uh and basically that's that's kind of it i guess sam leaps eventually And we see him jump into a guy in a white suit pointing to the ceiling. Um, (laughs) And the next episode we're going to be going on is Uh, is the follow on from this entitled Disco Inferno. Do you have any memories of this episode, Benny?
1: Uh, Yes. I remember when I was a kid, I... It was like, oh my god, it's going to be disco. I'm not really into this. Do you know what I mean? But uh, okay. <laughs> um, I remember the way the episode ended. Uh, ended. Sorry, the way the episode started. I'm not going to reveal it now. We'll do that on the next episode. But it made me go, what the hell? And it, I couldn't stop watching. Then from that point on, and then how it explained how all these things happened. I'm like, how can you go through all what you've just been through, and then that happened right at the beginning of the episode? And you, you know what I want about, but I don't want to give it away for people who haven't seen it yet and who are possibly mm. following along with us. Um, but I remember at the time being not overly like, it's all right. Now I'm older. Some of the references I've get in in the in the show, and. I think there's... Hasn't he got a brother or something that's a singer, guitar player, I think? Um, I think if this is the right episode. Um, I'm looking for... I'm not. I don't... <laughs> I wouldn't say it's one of my top end all-time favourite episodes, but if I remember rightly, it's fairly good. Yeah, I... I, I remember
0: the name, through now. I remember the, the, the sort of... Uh, again i don't know how to word it correctly but the sort of mini trailer at the end the cliffhanger of him leaping into his next uh his next mission i guess for want of a better term it makes me remember this as being good i remember enjoying it but i can't tell you why
2: okay it's
0: just it's an episode i've not seen in a long time but i, I look back on it favorably but before watching it again i can't remember specifically, specifically why yeah. if that makes sense
1: that's fair enough yeah, that's the whole point though isn't it really of going through these really um, yeah exactly
0: mate exactly I mean I'm... we've got a couple of things we need to take care of before we leap out of here ourselves <clears throat> uh, first of all we have to g- give our caca and oh boy moments for the the episode so
1: went a little caca oh, oh boy
0: uh, where do you want to head to
1: first Benny what do you want to give first um To be honest, again, it's only because you've brought it to my attention. Actually, although I remember watching it and going, "Really?" was the 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 Roger train moment, which I'm sure is going to be your caca as well, but like, or at least one of them, where he rolls under the train and sort of, you know, the speed the train was moving, or at least the way it was seemed like it was on camera, um, is a bit of a. I think that's my main caca moment, definitely. Went a little caca, Uh, but the other one I will point out very quickly, we didn't really talk about it, but there's this scene where they've come out of the cabin for the first time, as in uh, Tom and um, Diane, Sam and uh, Diane, and they're having dinner together, and obviously the dude's by the bar getting drunk or whatever, Um, but the, the couple, I was talking to my other half, and I was like, are they sat weird because they're sat next to each other facing towards the camera, which I get from a filming aspect. But if you, whenever I've been out on a date with my other half, and I'm sure you have as well, you tend to sit opposite them, don't you? So you can look them in the eye yes. and talk to them. So the fact they were sat next to each other seemed a bit weird to me. But again, when you look at it from a case of filming, it makes sense is the one less angle to a film from. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no idea. But the fact that, I mean, it's not the end of the world, but, you know, I would say it's probably something that I noticed. Went a little caca. Um, overall, though, this episode for me has been freaking, I think I think I may have mentioned it in our opening episode when we were talking about the show. One of the ones I remembered and want, wanted to see. Generally, I think for me, it's it's held up and I still think it's good and like made me smile. Um, It actually, obviously, in the context of that scene between Scott and Dean, uh, Sam and Al, that sort of goodbye moment is um, a good moment for me. As long as I am going to make that my oh boy moment. Oh, boy. Um, Probably not for necessarily... I think, one, it's acted very well anyway, which you can see when you watch it back. But um, Mm -hmm. basing it on real-world stuff, it felt like a nice little moment as if you would show that clip as a uh, them two saying goodbye to each other in real life. Do you know what I mean? So, um, okay. Um, it, yeah, I mean the, the comments from Al. You know, I'm starting to feel like a pervert when they go to the men's room. Is funny. The um, the conductor, the no, sorry, the waiter who uh, is waiting on them with the champagne and stuff, and he's like do you want me to make the top bunk and the bottom bunk up both uh, white people <laughs> like white that folks. is so funny <laughs> it's so funny and that dude is he remind me a little bit of uh carl winslow a little bit from Die Hard, <laughs> a little bit to be honest yeah, yeah um just that nice sort of like guy sort of uh demeanor off him is what i got from him so not that we saw him overly that much in the episode but enough that i was like i like that character you know
0: no i get you mate i get you <clears throat> i mean with regards to to my uh, my caca moment, yeah. The the Roger train stunt, I guess, is just ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not having that at all. Went so a that, little caca. One. <laughs> But I've also got an issue with Sam in this episode as well. Okay, I'm confused a little bit, and obviously we understand that Sam has this huge moral compass, and yeah, it, the the dif- the difference between Al, who is a, a womanizer um always chasing the ladies and so on and sam who is like you know never never that way boy scout. is a big part of the show
2: yeah yeah. Now,
0: the issue i've got in this episode is very early on within the first 10 minutes sam is basically saying to al i think i'm falling in love with her about diana <laughs> So straight away, I'm thinking, okay, that's a bit quick, mate. You've been there 20 minutes or whatever, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then we don't know how much so. of the psyche of the original person is actually in Sam's head or whether no, there's no, any f- whether there's any feelings that Sam sort of gets. So are they Sam's feelings or are they Tom's feelings? You know, I don't know.
0: Okay, no, I get that.
1: Yeah? I get that. But then on the other side of it, there's a line
0: for me with Sam's morality, with, with Sam's supposed moral dilemma of... You know, d- does he sleep with this woman who, who's, you know, basically throwing herself at him, or not? Because it's not actually his wife, and, and so on. I'm sorry, she's a, she's a very, very attractive lady, and she's literally throwing himself, herself at Sam all the time. Yeah, he basically states, "I'm falling in love with her for whatever reason, whether it is like like you said, Tom's mind or his own or whatever." That don't happen, mate if that's real life, he's bunking up with her. I'm telling you now.
1: <laughs> well, that's why me and you don't leap around in time, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say uh, that. My oh
0: boys though. My old boys. Um, the biggest one for me, and I, in fact, I'll just put it forward as my only one really, because it is the, the, the biggest highlight of this episode for yeah. me, is the way that the present changed in the courtroom with regards to Diane becoming Senator in front of Al's eyes. I love that it was so well done it really sort of concluded all the loose ends of the episode in a very clever way that was fantastic that, that that's that's quantum leap had its best for me
1: oh boy there you go i know that's good that's a good one to be fair i like that it was uh nice and like i said i smiled at the end of the episode even though i knew it was coming because i've seen it before i enjoyed that yeah. moment it was a good moment um and it's Definitely. Uh, so in terms of ratings, then, if you want to do that, mm-hmm. um, out of five, yep. mate, um, I'll let you go first this time. I went first on the old cacas and old boys. So if you go first on the the rating for the episode.
0: Uh, it's a good solid four for me. It's not It's not a best episode ever kind of category where I'm giving it a five. But at the same time, it's not far off. I really, really enjoyed it. But there were moments there that I sort of didn't... It sort of took me away a little bit. Again, we come back to the train moment and and a few bits and bobs there. But on the whole, really, really good episode. I'd recommend other people check this episode out. Yeah. Whereas there was numerous episodes in season one that I would recommend people actively avoid. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> to me, yeah, a, a good four out of five, Benny.
1: A good four out of five. What about yourself? Uh, to be honest... um. I, 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 it was going to be a solid four, like yourself. I think I'm going to go just a tad extra with a 4.5 because of the, okay. and not so much the the episode, I think, is brilliant, to be honest. I think it's a really good one. If you're going to show, yeah, alright, we're going to show, if you're going to show anybody Quantum Leap, it's going to be episodes like Color of Truth, Kamikaze Kid, Jimmy, um, you know, uh, MIA maybe, and you know, stuff like that, but there's loads of episodes, obviously, that we could point out, but I think it might go a little bit under the radar, this one, but uh, yeah, 4.5. But again, that's more the point five is because of the moment I had watching it earlier, which I've already stated in the episode, which was not necessarily to do with the episode, but the fact the two guys, Scott and Dean, bounced off each other so well, acted so well together. And when the moments came like real moments came up, they mm. just the buddy friendship they have is brilliant. And obviously I obviously you know I applied it more to real world with Dean's passing, but for me the 0.5 is for like how it made me feel. Yes, I was a bit like but it made me smile at the same time, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I do feel it's quite fresh at the moment, man. I could if I keep talking about it, I probably will have a tear in my eye. Um that's how much it actually affected me and like but I think it's because also we had like one episode left to do, I think, of season one. Um, when Dean passed, we released. That's right,
0: yeah, we, so, that, I think that's about right.
1: Yeah, and we released the uh, the remembering Dean Stockwell episode. And when obviously, then we I think the last episode was basically us the first time that you would hear us mention Dean's passing because we would pre-recorded all the episodes. But this also, mate, is the first time I've watched Quantum Leap since Dean's passing. So and me. And me. So um, that moment for me was seeing Scott and Dean saying goodbye to each other, even though it's the very first episode of season one. And I'm sure there's going to be many moments, as you said. But yeah, 4.5 for me, mate.
0: No, that's, that's fair enough. Mate. That's a good shot. That's a good shot. Okay, then. So that's, that That thankfully is the, the beginning of season two for us and for Quantum Leap. I'm really, really looking forward to getting into Disco Inferno the next episode, Benny. Really keen to see why I remember this one so fondly. Uh, before we get out of here, however, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you online and where they can find the show online?
1: Oh, you can find myself at Benny Mac, B E N Y M A C K. Uh, you've got the waiting room pod on, uh, so it's the waiting room pod underscore on Instagram. And uh, The Waiting Room Pod on Facebook. You can find some of that. I'm going to be chucking out some more content as we go along. Um, I assume most people, by the time this comes out, may have seen the trailer that we put together as well. Um, where about yourself, Sorry.
0: Yeah, or you can find me on Twitter at SJP words uh, and you can find me on Facebook. I've got a little group there called SJP all the shows and info and it's where links to all my shows and articles I work on and so on get shared. So whether that is... The Doctor Who pod I do with Dan Griffin, whether that is Nitro Knights, looking back on WCW, show by show with Scottish Danny, or whether that's chain wrestling that I do live on a Monday evening with our good friend Mr. Mags, and the podcast version comes out later in the week also. You can find links to all those shows there, at SJP Words on Twitter, and SJP, all the shows and info on Facebook. And The Waiting Room podcast, this show here, most importantly, you can find that on Twitter, at waiting room pod underscore as well.
1: I just want to put it in there quickly. I didn't say it, but um, you obviously you can find me on Twitter at Benny Mac But also on that page, you'll find a link tree to my Twitch channel uh, and everything else I do basically. So you can, it's all the links are in one place now. So you can come and hang out and play some video games with me. So. Awesome stuff, mate. Awesome stuff.
0: Right, Benny. I've had an absolute blast once again. I cannot wait to get into Disco Inferno and the rest of season two. <laughs> I'm really, really excited about this project. Let's 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 hope that my excitement and my fond memories
1: are not misguided.
0: I think we've had <laughs> a good start to see things uh, wrongly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we've had a good start to season two, though. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely so. So let's hope it keeps so, going. <laughs>
0: yeah there we go uh and that well to everyone else thank you for listening and benny i'll speak to you next time time to leap out
1: mate